From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Monday, April 17th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. The city of Akron is bracing for a grand jury's decision, which could come today or tomorrow, on the case involving eight police officers who shot Jalen Walker, an unarmed black man, dozens of times last summer, killing him after a traffic chase. ONN's Neil Fisher in Cleveland has more. The University of Akron closed the Polsky building and the College of Business until further notice. The university classrooms just steps away from the Justice Center and City Hall, guarded by fencing, barricades, and concrete barriers. The City of Akron suspended public access to City Hall and the Justice Center as a grand jury reviews the investigation into Jalen Walker's death. Reporting in Highland Square, Neil Fisher. Protesters were out in Akron over the weekend, making their voices heard as the grand jury finishes up deliberations. Shalesa Beasley is a family member of Jalen Walker's who wants to see those officers charged. Mm, I hope so. For, I'm not confident that they will, but I hope so. Because the way they boarding up the city, because if it was going to be good, they wouldn't have to do all that. Akron Mayor Dan Horrigan released a statement that says in part, quote, I have an overwhelming amount of faith in the Akron community, end quote. A tragedy in Scioto County in far southern Ohio has now resulted in charges. Less than a month ago, a seven-year-old boy died from an ATV crash at a park in West Portsmouth. A man who was allegedly under the influence crashed the ATV and is now facing charges in the child's death. The relationship between the first-grade child, Wyatt Moore, and the driver, 42-year-old Jeremy Bryant, is unknown. East Palestine continues to be watched by state and federal leaders following the toxic train derailment there in February. ONN's Dave James reports. U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown is in East Palestine today for a roundtable discussion with residents. Meanwhile, Governor Mike DeWine's office says tissue samples of growing crops like winter wheat and barley were taken from 16 properties and sent to a lab at Ohio State to be analyzed to see if chemicals from the train wreck have had an impact. Results have not yet been reported. Likewise, a dead dog was submitted by a resident to be checked. DeWine's office says testing showed no evidence of chemical toxicity as a cause of death. Dave James, I'm in News. Governor Mike DeWine has issued three reprieves of execution over problems with obtaining the drugs for lethal injection. ONN's Russ Mitchell has the story. They are the execution of James O'Neill, convicted of killing his wife in 1993 in Hamilton County. It had already been delayed for a year. Jerome Henderson was scheduled to be executed in September after he was convicted of killing a woman in Hamilton County in 1985. Also, the scheduled October execution of Melvin Bonnell has now been moved to November of 2026. Bonnell was convicted in Cuyahoga County for the murder of Robert Bunner back in 1987. I'm Russ Mitchell. Abortion laws seem to change frequently since the U.S. Supreme Court's landmark decision last year. ONN's Tracy Townsend has information about Ohio's current situation. In June of 2022, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the constitutional right to an abortion. Decisions on reproductive rights fall to state lawmakers. Right now, there's a legal battle over Ohio's heartbeat law. At this point, Abortions in Ohio can continue through 20 weeks of pregnancy. At the same time, signatures are being collected to place the issue on the fall ballot. Anti-abortion groups are vowing to fight. I'm Tracy Townsend. If the constitutional issue appears on the ballot in November, it would ask voters to ensure abortion rights in Ohio. 
Some opponents of that would like to see a special election in August that would ask voters to approve a measure requiring constitutional amendments receive at least 60 percent of the statewide vote to be approved instead of just a majority in an effort to prevent the abortion issue from going through. A reproductive health care facility in Bowling Green was vandalized with spray paint on Saturday morning. Officials with the Bowling Green Pregnancy Center believe the vandals are with a pro-choice group called Jane's Revenge. Rochelle Sikora is executive director of the Pregnancy Center. We've kind of been prepared for it since uh, the Supreme Court decision last year. Uh, we knew that there were lots of threats being thrown around against pregnancy centers, and so we installed improved security. We kind of were, were ready for it mentally um, in any other way. That group has been implicated in vandalism and graffiti across the country at pro-life clinics. A legal battle over buggies took members of the Amish community to court last week. ONN's Eric Brown reports. 26 members of the Amish community appeared in an Ashland County courtroom after refusing to comply with a new state law that requires flashing lights on their buggies. A judge ordered they pay the fines or go to jail, but they claim paying the fine would be against their religion, so the judge offered them a community service option instead. According to the Ohio State Highway Patrol, there have been more than 150 crashes across the state since 2021 involving Amish buggies. The majority of those accidents happened during the nighttime hours when visibility was most likely a factor. Eric Brown, ONN News. A Port Clinton Republican says he will again challenge Democratic Congresswoman Marcy Kaptur of Toledo. ONN's Tatiana Cash has more. J.R. Majewski announced another run for the 9th Congressional District. He campaigned last year for the seat currently being held by Marcy Kaptur, losing to her by 13 percentage points. But this was also the closest race that Congresswoman Kaptur has had in a general election since she beat Frank Verner back in 84 with 12 points. There's been 41 years of, you know, the same person in office. People want to change. They want to see new ideas. Tatiana Cash from Toledo. Ohio State's offensive coordinator Brian Hartline has been released from a Columbus hospital after he was injured in an accident early yesterday morning involving a UTV or utility task vehicle. More from ONN's Kevin Landers. The Delaware County Sheriff's Office says Hartline was driving a UTV, which is different than an ATV. They are similar to a car in that they have a windshield and a steering wheel, and people sit side by side inside of them. They're also top-heavy and have a history of rollovers. According to the Delaware County Sheriff's Office, it's unclear what injuries Hartline suffered. He also had a passenger with him. Both of them were taken here to Riverside Hospital, but it's unclear what injuries both of them suffered. Reporting outside Riverside Hospital, Kevin Landers. Authorities are investigating whether alcohol was a factor in that crash. And the Columbus Blue Jackets, with the second worst season in all of hockey this year, have fired head coach Brad Larson. ONN's Adam King has more with team general manager Yarmo Kekalainen. The Jackets, they're in need of a new head coach, and the search is already underway. We need a change. That became clear that we need a change in, in, in how we go about our things on a day-to-day basis and how we're moving forward, the type of hockey we want to play um, in the future and what's going to take us to the next level and back into the playoffs and and, uh, be a competing team for the uh, Stanley Cup. I'm Adam King. Special thanks to our affiliates WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.